by Branch Creek and Wholesale Solar. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call. We want to talk about your next home improvement project, especially if you got something planned for 2019. Do you have a New Year's resolution that has something to do with maybe building a deck, adding a patio, painting a room, replacing a kitchen? Those are all great topics for us to chat about, but give us a call right now. We'll help you get the job done at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Coming up on today's show, we're all wearing more layers these days as the temperatures continue to drop, but your pets need that protection too. So we're going to have some tips on how to safeguard your dog against the frigid temperatures, including ideas for a heated doghouse. And also ahead, with all the time that kids are spending inside during the winter, it's a good time to give your home an electrical checkup to make sure you have the best shock and tamper-resistant electrical outlets and switches in place. We're going to share a simple checklist to follow in just a bit. Plus, have you ever needed to travel with maybe tools to get a project done, perhaps a vacation home or something of that nature? It's actually not very easy, especially if it's by plane. We're going to share some tips to make that process go smoothly and share some of the surprising things that folks thought they could travel with. And in just a couple of months, we're going to start getting those calls from those of you who used rock salt or other caustic ice melt products. And now you need to know how to fix all those holes that left on the surface of your sidewalks. Well, this hour, we're giving away a product that can clear the ice without those hassles. It's a supply of the new liquid entry, which is a chloride-free ice melt and a one-gallon sprayer. Yep, it's also much safer for pets, and that package is worth 45 bucks. Going out to one listener who reaches us with their home improvement question, you can also post your questions to the community page at MoneyPit.com or on the MoneyPit social media. The number is 1-888-666-3974. Lori in Illinois is on the line with a mold question. My husband and I think that there possibly might be some mold in our drywall or insulation in our home, and we wonder the best way to check for that. We don't have any airflow in our home, though. What makes you think you have? Well, do you physically see it? Well, uh, we have an underground, part of our home is underground, and there's a lot of moisture. It seems like in the air we've seen some mold on some items in our home, mm-hmm. and um, we have some cold-like symptoms from time to time that we think might be caused from it. It's like allergies, you're saying? Yes. So it's more of the effects of it that you're concerned about? Correct. And this is in the basement? Yes, it's in the part of the home that's underground. And I had read online that some of those mold test kits are unreliable that you buy in Mm -hmm. a store, or mold inspections can be very costly. Uh, I just didn't know the best choice there. Well, the truth is that mold pretty much exists in every home, and so we can always find mold. The question is whether or not this is causing a problem in your house. What kind of uh, floor do you have in that basement, Lori? It's cement, and then there's carpet over that. That's a huge mold trap right there. If you were to get rid of that, you would notice. I mean, even if there's moisture management in a basement, we never recommend putting a carpet down on, you know, a concrete slab in a basement area just because concrete's hydroscopic. It pulls the moisture from the ground that that gets into 
you know, the carpet pad, the carpet itself, and then the dust gets in there and you've got a breeding ground for mold. So if you were to get rid of that, put down laminate or tile, use some area rugs, you're instantly going to notice a better respiratory situation, I think. Well, exactly. Plus, carpet is a filter material, so that carpet can trap dust, dust mites, and all sorts of other allergens. So there could be other things, Lori, here that are causing the the breathing issues. So let's just give you some general clean air advice. First of all, as Leslie said, the carpet's not a good idea. Secondly, you want to make sure that your basement remains as dry as possible. And the way you do that is by making sure the gutter system is clean, free-flowing, and downspouts discharging well away from the house itself. Mm -hmm. Secondly, we may want to add some sort of a filtration system. Now, do you have forced air into that basement space? We do not. We do have a dehumidifier that we run, uh, and we have some ceiling fans, but not in every room or not in every area. So is it a hot water heated house? Uh, No, it's electric. It's all electric. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what we would really like to see is some sort of a filtration system in there, a good quality portable um, air filter, electronic air cleaner, perhaps, that will pull the dust and dust mites and anything else that is a, an allergen uh, basis of, out of that basement space. So a portable air cleaner could be a good addition. But I suspect from everything that you've told us, reducing dampness and removing the carpet will make that space a lot more comfortable. Excellent. Thank you so much. That gives me some great ideas. All right. Well, good luck with that project, Lori, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Thank you. Joe in Pennsylvania is on the line dealing with some heating issues. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. We have a furnace. It's a propane furnace. It's about uh, it's about six, five or six years old. It's pretty good for heating the house, but it seems like some of the rooms are hotter than the and some of the rooms seem to be cooler. And what happens is, is there's no consistency. So uh, I have a hard time with getting everything fluctuated so that everything stays even. And I, I don't know how to adjust that so that it, it would uh, heat the house evenly. Okay, so your furnace is kind of dumb in the sense that either it's on or off, right? So that takes care of the furnace part of it. The problem here is with the duct system. It's the distribution throughout the house. This is a forced air system, Joe? So the duct system is what has to be tweaked here to get the balance just right. Now, the way you adjust the duct system is first by designing it properly, which may be the issue here, and that's kind of hard to fix without adding additional ductwork to it or rerouting things that you have. The second way you adjust it is by controlling the dampers, the duct dampers. Now, duct dampers are going to be mounted usually somewhere close to the furnace or at least the, at the be- very beginning of a duct line. And okay. it's evidenced by a small handle on the side of the duct. And if you look at the nut and bolt that the handle is attached to, there's going to be sort of a, a flat slot to it. If the flat is perpendicular to the duct system, it's off. If it's going with the duct system, it's on. And you can adjust the flow with those duct dampers. And the third way you can control this is with the actual registers inside the room, whether they're opened or closed. Now, if the if those adjustments don't change anything, the other thing to look at is the return air, where the return is pulling from. The best HVAC system design has returns in every room. If you don't have both the supply and return in the same room, you're going to have a 
central return, usually a bigger register in the hallway near a bunch of rooms. And if you improve the airflow back to the return, that can improve the balance as well. How much you do that? Well, it could be something as simple as undercutting doors. But this is a balance issue. It has nothing to do with the fact that you have a a furnace that's a propane furnace. You know, it's going to supply heat. Uh, as it's designed to do, but the distribution is the issue. And it's possible also that there could be uh, uh, fan adjustments to the fan speed that could impact this. But I think it's over and above uh, what you can do when we get into the fan work and the multi-speeds and that sort of thing. That's really a job for a service professional. But you could take a look for those duct dampers and see if they exist and see if you can uh, tweak the airflow to make it a bit more comfortable. All right. I would be happy to do that. All right, Joe. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right here, we're standing by at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, you pull out all the stops to keep your house and family warm through the winter, but how's your pet doing? We've got some tips on ways you can keep pets safe from those frigid temperatures after this. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is presented by Caseta by Lutron Smart Lighting Control. You can set your lights to come on at dusk so your family always comes back to a well-lit home. Caseta by Lutron. Welcome home to peace of mind. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now with your how-to question, your DIY dilemma at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. If you've got a project you're planning to get done and you don't know how to start, or want some tips on which is the best way to go? You know, do you do it yourself? Do you get some help? Do you use wood lumber? Do you use composite lumber? Are you going to do a, something with pavers? You want to redo your kitchen? We've got ideas that can help you get through those jobs because we've done those projects. We've screwed up plenty of them, but we learned from our mistakes. <laughs> we'll share them, some of those tips with you. That number again is one eight eight Money Pit. And hey, if you've already seen your share of slippery sidewalks and driveways, you're going to love this hour's giveaway because we've got a supply of the new liquid entry ice melt and a one-gallon sprayer going out to one listener drawn at random. This is a clear liquid chloride-free formula, so it doesn't track the mess inside. It's better for pets, for surfaces, and the planet, and a little goes a long way. The de-icing bundle is going out to one listener drawn at random. Make that you pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 money pit Joan in California needs some help with a kitchen remodel. How's it going? Yes, well, we haven't started yet, and I just need some advice on how to get started. Do you start with an architect, or what do you do? That's a good question. So planning makes perfect. You want to start with the plan. Now, are you essentially going to replace the kitchen in sort of the same layout that you have right now, Joan, or are you thinking about really changing things up a lot? Well, it's a very small kitchen, and I just want to know how to maximize everything. All right. So if it's a small kitchen, you can probably do this inexpensively by perhaps starting with a home center. A lot of the home centers have designers that work on the cat work on designing kitchens 
for the cabinetry that they sell. And for a very small fee, they can help you lay it out and take advantage of all of the latest options. If you want to do more than that, what you're going to do is hire a certified kitchen and bath designer. But this is sort of like hiring an interior decorator that works just on kitchens and baths, and that's going to cost you a few bucks. But if you want to just do this an easy way, I would start with a home center in the kitchen department and see if they'll lay out some options for you uh, using the using the type of cabinets that they sell. Those cabinets are usually pretty affordable at that level, and you know you'll they'll be able to give you some ideas on things perhaps you haven't thought about. You know what, Joan? I think it's really smart to keep a notepad in the kitchen, and everybody and anybody, yourself and your family who use the space, as you walk through and notice little areas where you're tripping over one another or things that just don't make sense or you wish that, you know, X was here and not there, sort of jot all of those down. So when you do go sit down with whether it's, you know, a certified kitchen and bath designer or someone in the home center, you sort of have all of these issues that could be addressed or might be able to be addressed. One thing I really want is more electrical outlets. So that'll have to definitely be in the plan. Well, that's definitely in the plan. And, and, you know, you'll do these things in order. The first thing you'll do is rip out the old cabinets. And the next thing you'll do would be to rough in new wiring and new plumbing to have it exactly where you want it. And then, of course, you'll start the installation of the new cabinetry as almost a last step. It's also a good time to think about universal design in the kitchen, maybe having countertops of different height. So as you get older, you could sit down and work at the kitchen counter as opposed to just standing up. So think of the uh, the sort of accessibility issues when you design this kitchen as well. How much uh, time should I allow for something like this? Well, it depends on whether you have sort of all your ducks in a row. Sometimes it takes a while to get all the, the cabinets delivered. But if everything is accessible and on site, you know, you can tear out this kitchen and rebuild it inside of a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you have everybody lined up and everybody's there when they need to be there and, you know, the, the plumber shows up on time, the electrician shows up on time and so on. Sure. I don't see any reason you can't get it done in a week. Well, thank you very much. Well, we're all wearing more layers these days as the temperatures continue to drop and your pets need that protection too. Even dogs that love being outside can definitely suffer the effects of winter's frigid temps. So here are three things that you can do to make sure your pets are comfortable. Yeah, first of all, you want to give dogs an extra layer of warmth with a dog coat. Now, they're especially crucial for dogs who spend most of their time inside and might not have had the opportunity to naturally develop a thicker coat of fur. Now, once your dog comes inside and that extra coat comes off, you can keep her warm with a heated dog bed. There are lots of affordable options out there, including heating pads, that kind of slip under a dog's existing bed so you don't have to go through the drama of switching out the pet's bed because maybe they don't want to sleep on the new one. You can also find beds that heat up only when your dog lounges on them so they're not going to be like on all day. And lastly, if your dog does spend most of his time outdoors, consider outfitting the doghouse with its own heater. Not just any heater, though. There are options that exist for less than a 100 bucks that are designed specifically for a pet's space and safety. So make sure you check those out. William's on the line with a gutter question. What's going on at your money pit? Hi. We recently purchased a home that is surrounded by a lot of pine trees. So I'm getting a lot of pine needles on my roof and in my gutters. And it's only been a few weeks and already I'm tired of climbing up there to clean them. Do you have any suggestions for keeping them off the roof and keeping the gutters flowing? Well, we can't fight gravity, so you're going to always have them on your roof. Um, I will give you a couple suggestions. First of all, as you probably know, there's a wide range of gutter covers out there. And the type that are sort of screen-like are the type that are most likely to clog. 
uh, because the, the 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 pine needles will lay out across the top that get stuck in there. Um, and you'll just be very miserable. What I think the best type is the ones that are, are continuous gutter covers that go all across the top of the gutter where the pine needles have a chance to actually wash over the top and let the water fall in through the principles of surface tension. Now, the bad news is that those are expensive. They're so expensive that you may find that re- removing your traditional 4-inch gutters and replacing them with 6-inch gutters, which will not clog with pine needles because everything is much bigger, the throats for the downspouts are bigger, the gutters are bigger, they can take more water, more flow, might be uh, the best way to go. So that's kind of your option. I would either use a gutter cover that covers the entire top of the gutter, or I would take out the 4-inch gutters and I would put in 6-inch gutters, which is what I did at my house, uh, and just never look back. Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Barbara from Massachusetts is on the line and has a sink situation. What's going on with your house? Oh, well, on a previous uh, program, you mentioned a product that really works uh, on um, clogged drains. I have a set tub in the basement. The water doesn't go down. And I didn't get the name of the product that you mentioned really works. Well, Barbara, there's a number of ways to do that. I'm going to presume you've tried a plunger. Yes. But uh, but you uh, mentioned uh, that the product uh, really works. And, of course, when I went to um, the box store, uh, they said, well, they all say they work. Try to find out the name. <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure exactly what product you're referring to, but I will tell you this. Probably the most effective way to clear those clogs is with something called a hand auger, which is basically kind of a snake-like device that gets inserted into the drain and will clear whatever is blocking it. Now, if this is a sink that's backed up, The other thing that you can do is to simply disassemble the trap. That's the U-shaped pipe that's underneath, because a lot of times that trap itself gets blocked, and that's very easy to clean up by hand. If that doesn't work, then you insert the auger into the rest of the pipe and just sort of feed it down as far as it will go. And the hand augers usually come with like a crank-like mechanism, so you can sort of spin it as you go and try to find the source of, of that clog. If you put the entire auger in, though, and you don't find the source of it, then it might be time to call a plumber. Uh, I know in my own house, for example, the last time I had a clog, um, I put an auger down it that was 25 feet long, and it just wasn't long enough. And so I ended up calling uh, a friend of mine who's in the plumbing business that had a 100-foot auger, and we were able to find it and clear it and, and move on from there. But an auger is the, right, is the right tool to clear that drain, okay? Oh, very good. Thank you. All right, thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Still ahead, with all the time kids are spending inside during the winter months, it's a good time now to give your home an electrical checkup. you got to make sure that you've got the best shock and tamper-resistant electrical outlets and switches all around. We're going to share a simple checklist to follow just ahead. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your DIY dilemma. The number again is one 888 Pit. 
Deb in Illinois, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? My husband and I are in the process of either building a home or looking into having a modular put up. And I would like to know if you have any pros or cons as a modular pros to a building a home, a new home. Sure. Well, I've actually built both. And I can tell you that the modular homes go up quicker generally. And um, they can be more accurate because everything is fabricated inside of a factory. And so you'll find, you know, tighter corners and, uh, you know, squarer walls and, and, and that sort of thing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with either approach. They both work. But if you go modular, it will probably go together a little bit more quickly. I guess the con to that is that you may not have as much flexibility in design, but that, again, depends on the factory you're working with and the builder you're working with. I will say this. You want to make sure you choose a builder that's very experienced with modular homes and not one who just thinks he can put together anything because there are some peculiarities to them the way they're built. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, with all the time that kids are spending inside during winter, I always think that now is a good time to give your home an electrical checkup to make sure that you've got the best shock and tamper-resistant electrical outlets and switches in place. Codes and requirements do change over time, and there's no reason that you can't have some simple updates done to keep everybody safe. Now, the first thing I would check is for the presence of GFCIs. That stands for Ground Fault Circuit Interrupted Outlets. These outlets will prevent shocks, and they're crucial in the kitchen and the bathrooms of your house, as well as outside and in the garage. I mean, basically, wherever there's dampness is where you need a GFCI outlet. And the way it works is it detects when the current is flowing along an unintended path like you, for example, and if that happens, it automatically shuts off the power. So they're super safe and important element to have in your house. Now, if you've got young kids like I do, you also want to consider installing tamper-resistant receptacles, and those can be called TRRs, to your electrical outlets. And these are a step above those plastic plug-ins that you would see to block kids from reaching their hands into the outlet or poking something into the outlet. These are spring-loaded shutters that close off the contact openings completely, and the slots where the plug goes, you can't get to them. When you do need to use them, you just slide the shutters out of the way, and you do that as you're plugging in whatever you're plugging and you sort of start to insert it, slide it over, and then go totally in. This way, there's no chance of forgetting to replace those plastic little covers because they're small, you lose them, you take them out to vacuum or do something, and then you've misplaced them all. So this is a better way to make sure that you're always keeping everybody safe. You know, it's also a good idea to make sure your electronic appliances like computers and routers and TVs are all plugged into a surge protector. That's going to prevent damage in electrical surge. And finally, there are two relatively new electrical devices on the market you might want to know about. Um, first, there's outlets now that have USB ports that are built in, and that's kind of handy because let's charge those devices without holding the outlet hostage, so to speak. And then there's also a new type of an outlet called an arc fault circuit interrupter. We talked just a moment ago about GFCIs. These are AFCIs, and they're similar, except what these do is they shut off power and circuits when arcing is detected. Guess what arcing is? It's like a spark, like a little lightning bolt, and that's how most electrical fires start. So these outlets are so smart, they can determine that arcing, kind of monitor it for all the time, and they turn the power off if it happens. So there's some pretty cool updates out there available. You know, you don't have to replace your whole electrical system, but, you know, adding a few of these things can really make your house a whole lot safer. 
888-666-3974. That's our number here. We'd love to chat with you about the next project you're tackling in your money pit. All right. Mark in Maine is on the line with an electrical question. How can we help you today? Uh, yes, I have a, a couple of rooms. Our, our uh, house is from around the 1930s. And um, some of the rooms, the three-way wiring isn't quite right. Like, uh, to turn on the light as you enter the room, um, you turn on one switch. You can't go to the other side of the room where the other switch is and turn the light off. You have to go back to the original switch, turn the light off, oh. and you can use it. <laughs> okay. So do you know that it was it was originally designed to be a three-way switch? I do not know that. Listen, you're going to have to have an electrician open up the wiring and, and test it, trace it out, and try to figure out what's going on. It's, it's either that a switch has gone bad or, more likely, um, it's just not hooked up correctly. Okay. Okay. Now, I had been told that there are switches that are specific to three-way, and that is probably the problem. But I'm, to be honest, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's that's entirely possible, but it's got to be opened up and, and take a look at what switch device is in there and then also determine if it's wired correctly because it sounds like most likely it was incorrectly wired. It might have been that somebody, you know, replaced one of those switches at one time and just hooked it up wrong. Okay. I mean, I've done that myself uh, just inadvertently. When I was painting, I recall, I took a switch apart to replace it from a toggle switch to a decora switch. That's the kind of flat panel kind. Okay. And I and I swore that I had gone wire for wire and got it right, but I didn't. I got it wrong, and it did exactly that. So I had to uh, reverse some wires to get it working back again. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I got some uh, research to do. All right. Well, good luck with that project, Mark. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey, do you ever travel with tools? Well, apparently many people do. I actually have. I was on a project in Indiana for so many months, and I was sending stuff back and forth. And that's not just me. The TSA is saying a lot of folks out there do. We're going to tell you about the unique tools TSA agents have confiscated from travelers and get tips for traveling with your own tools after this. Inside the train testing facility, our heating and cooling products are put through 16 weeks of extreme temperature fluctuations to simulate five years of wear and tear. But these aren't just seasonal shifts. Inside the lab, it fluctuates between 150 degrees one day to sub-zero temperatures and layers of snow the next. Then back to hot, then back to cold. Then hot and cold. Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. And we didn't even get through the first month. We test so it runs. That's why it's hard to stop a train. My family's well-being is what I'm all about. And now with Caseta by Lutron, I've got that peace of mind. Caseta is a smart home lighting system I control from my phone. It's like magic. I was out of town last week and had set the porch lights to come on at dusk. So my family felt safe, like I was there. Caseta by Lutron. Simple to use, simple to set up. Discover how Caseta smart lighting controls can upgrade your life at casetawireless.com. Welcome home to peace of mind. Outdoor concrete projects are quick and easy with QuickCrete fast-setting concrete mix in the red bag. Great for setting fence posts, mailbox posts, deck footings, or even a small slab. QuickCrete fast-setting concrete in the red bag makes setting posts quick and easy. There's no mixing. Just pour the dry mix into the hole and soak with water. It sets hard in 20 to 40 minutes. It's that quick and that easy. You'll find QuickCrete fast-setting concrete mix at hardware stores. Look for it in the red bag. You've been hearing us talk about how wholesale solar is making solar affordable for every home, especially when you do the project yourself. Well, right now, our friends at WholesaleSolar.com are offering a 12-panel solar kit for less than $5,000 or just $72 a month when you finance. 
This means that in three to five years, your system will be fully paid for, so you know your return on investment kicks in fast. This is not a lease, so your savings are real. Save as much as $70 a month off your electric bill, $1,400 off your federal income tax bill, and increase your home's resale value. And if you mention the Money Pit, they'll throw in free freight shipping. These guys are 100% employee-owned and want to help you gain your energy independence. Their five-star support will give you the confidence you need to knock it out in no time. Check out their website to learn more about DIY Solar and see other homeowners that did it too. Visit WholesaleSolar.com. That's WholesaleSolar.com. And remember to mention the Money Pit for free shipping. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by for your calls, your questions, your DIY dilemmas, your decor projects, your New Year's resolutions. There's still time to save it, yes, to make sure it doesn't fall into the New Year's resolution trash heap. If it has to do with your house, it's actually a lot easier to keep. I mean, think about it. If you want to lose weight in your house, all you got to do is declutter. See, it's all the way you put it all together. Give us a call right now. We'll help you with all those projects at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, give us a call. Let us know what you are working on. We want to lend a hand because this time of year we're slipping, we're sliding. There's snow, there's ice. It's not so great, especially if you're not that good with your footing. But for anybody out there, it's very easy to fall down. That is why we're giving you a hand this hour. We've got up for grabs a great new product. It's a new liquid ice melt called Entry, and we're giving with it a one-gallon sprayer going out to one listener drawn at random. Now, it's called Entry, and it melts ice and snow fast, and it prevents the refreeze to temperatures well below zero. So I love it. You don't have to do the work multiple times. It's a clear liquid. It's chloride-free. You're not going to get the mess inside. It's safer for pets, and the surfaces aren't going to get all pocked up. Safer for the planet as well. Plus, a little of it goes a very long way. One half gallon covers as much surface area as 50 pounds of rock salt. You can learn more about entry at chloridefree.com. You can find it on Amazon or even at Ace Hardware. It's a great new product. Give it a try. And that ice melt bundle is going out to one caller drawn at random. Make that you. Pick up the phone and give us a call right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit. Now we've got Bob from Rhode Island on the line. What can we help you with today at your money pit? Well, my money pit is a, a house, actually, and usually is everybody's money pit, I guess. I got a, a, the, fam, the family's homestead. It's been in the family since 1948, and I'm in the process. I've gutted it all out. I'm down to the studs, so I took all the studs and the, I mean, I'm sorry, took all the plaster and the lads off the walls and the ceiling, and I'm looking at these two chimneys in the house. It's a two-and-a-half-decker house, and I'm trying to decide if I want to, Eliminate the chimneys. You know, the new, new boilers today, they're all direct vented, and um, i got to do the roof anyway, so I'm saying, is this the time to remove the chimneys? What do you think? Well, I think it might be if you want to get rid of the chimneys, it could be the time to do it. Do you feel like the chimneys contribute to the aesthetics of the house? Well, that's the thought, too. Uh, that, that's part of the, the reason why I'm calling, is because I'm, they, they kind of do uh, in, in some way, and you know, I'm looking at when I when I tear the... When I tore the walls out, I exposed the chimney. I, I do like the brick, but then again, it, 
Uh, I can change the layout of the kitchen without one of the chimneys. The one in the kitchen is quite large. So, do these come up through the middle of the house, or they come up the outside wall? No, they're, they're in the middle. Not in the middle, but they're in, okay. inside. They're all so that's in, not so bad. Yeah, they're not like yeah. a, a newer house where they were outside on the outside of the house. No. And your your furnace, your water heater—they're all direct vent today, so they're completely disconnected from the chimneys themselves. Well, not now. I'm going to replace them. I'm going to put a Navian system in. And um, okay, all right. So you're going to use a PVC probably vent pipe and take that up and out. Correct. All right. Well, listen, if you it does make sense to remove the chimneys, um, they are obviously a maintenance headache and a source of, of many leaks. Since you're doing the roof, now is the right time to do that. Removing the chimney is is not as difficult as you might expect because it's basically like taking apart the building blocks. blocks. You start at the top and knock those bricks loose and take them down one at a time until you get below the top of the chimney. You probably go right down to the attic floor, I would imagine so that it's not in the middle of the attic. And then go ahead and resheathe that roof, fill, fill the hole in, and, and once they roof over, it'll be a distant memory. And the funny the funny thing, as you said, that's the proper way. But years ago, I had a friend of mine helping me uh, doing another house, and, I, and it was a three-decker. And I told him I want to remove the chimney, and all of a sudden I had this ridiculously loud noise. So, sounded like a locomotive. He went down in the basement, he knocked out the chimney, and... It's one day he didn't get killed. The entire chimney came all the way down to the basement. Oh, the whole thing came down? Yeah, he, he was entirely <laughs> covered in soot. It's a one day he didn't get killed. The entire basement was full of bricks. Yeah, well, let's hope he learned his lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, thanks for the advice. I love your show. I listen to it every weekend on WPRO AM. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, if you find the occasion to travel to take on projects, the TSA has some friendly advice based on recent confiscations at airports across the country. Apparently, hammers, hatchets, boat anchors, Drano and wasp spray are among the items not welcomed by airlines. Who knew? And all of these items were taken (laughs) from carry-ons. Now, I'm going to tell you, Tom... I I kind of relate to the anchor. Mine was a decorative piece that I bought at like a home goods near me that I brought to Canada for an episode of Hotel Impossible. And I remember putting it into my carry-on suitcase and sliding it through the thing and watching like all of the TSA agents just stare at me as the suitcase went through. And I was like, yes. And they were like, an anchor? I'm like, it's wall decor? It's not real. And they were, <laughs> they opened my suitcase to find all sorts of crazy stuff at the time. Oh, I did something even worse than that. Now, I will tell you, this was, this was before 9-11, but I had traveled to Germany. And in Germany, they're known for some of the finest cutting tools in the world. And I found a beautiful new set of brand spanking new German steel chisels right i was so proud of the set because i couldn't buy it in the states so that was like my one souvenir for the trip so of course i didn't want to take any chances on it getting lost so i put it in my carry-on bag not even thinking that that would be a problem (laughs) but but apparently it was (laughs) so i actually had to go get my suitcase out of hawk to put it in there and 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 check it but uh yeah you got to really think about this stuff you know Stuff like staple guns, radial saw blades, wrenches, these are also prohibited. And apparently, there's no home improvement going on at 30,000 feet, so I guess you don't need them. Now, for kids that are aspiring to become the do-it-yourselfers, toy tools are also banned. You know, there were, I think, uh, toy chainsaws that were nabbed by patients recently. So. Now that I'm older and more experienced, I've, I've had to travel with tools. I made a few changes to my routine to accommodate it because you know that even if you put tools in your checked bags, that those bags are going to get an extra hard look 
by the TSA. So if that's the case, don't like plan your travel time. So you absolutely positively have to have that bag as soon as you land because you might not get it. You know, I remember once traveling around the country doing a demonstration um, on some TV shows about how to make roofs so they could never, ever leak. And I had this demo board that was like roof shingles and, and ice and water shield, and it was all held in kind of like a wood case. And it just looked weird to TSA. So I got to tell you, at least half the time that I was flying, that case did not make it. It got in the next plane that was going to that same airport, but it didn't make it because it was weird. So if you're going to put stuff like that in your bag, just plan some extra time because you may have to wait for the uh, the next plane to go out for it to get through TSA. And then there might be a note in it saying, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, what are you thinking? Or in our case, maybe a, a home improvement question from the TSA agent. <laughs> what do I do with the green tiles in my bathroom? Won't be the first time something like that's happened. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> hey, are you thinking about installing surround sound in your very own home theater? We have some installation tips for creating a room all your neighbors will want to visit after this. Live in a body pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to take your home improvement questions by calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT, or you can post them in the Money Pit's community page like Pamela did in Tennessee, who has a fireplace question. Looks like she's worried about using the one she has. Leslie, what's going on? All right. Pamela writes, I live in a house that has a fireplace insert. One of the concrete panels is cracked. I would love to burn a fire, but I'm too afraid that I'm going to burn down the house. Any suggestions? Well, a healthy dose of fear is good when it comes to fireplaces and chimneys. Oh, for sure. I will tell you that cracks in those fireplace panels are not unusual, as long as they're minor cracks. So I'm not too concerned about the hairline cracks. But to make sure you're covering your bases, you want to make sure you have the insert inspected by a licensed and certified chimney sweep. But choose the chimney sweeps carefully because many are not qualified and they exist solely to find extensive and expensive repairs that are totally unnecessary. So make sure you choose one that is well-reviewed and experienced and get it checked out. And this way you can enjoy that fire for the rest of the winter. All right, next up, we've got a post here from Jose. Now he writes, I'm thinking of buying a new home and the builder is offering a geothermal system. How do geothermal heating systems work and are they really efficient? Well, my opinion, Jose, is that if natural gas is not available and your only other option is electric heat, then a geothermal system can make sense. They can be effective and they can be efficient and they can heat your home. And the way they do that is they use the natural warmth of the earth for that power and comfort. The constant temperature of the top 10 feet of the earth's surface is the perfect zone for the refrigerant-filled piping that powers a geothermal heat pump. They're similar to an air source heat pump, which you would just normally call a heat pump these days. Um, but it does it all cleanly and quietly and a lot more efficiently than an air source heat pump. Now, if you choose an Energy Star qualified model, you can also perhaps get a tax credit that's available now through the end of 2019. And you'll also use about 30% less energy than you would if you had an air source heat pump as the other alternative. Yeah, you know, that's money well spent. Well, if you enjoy watching a good movie at home, Leslie has details on an awesome idea for a home theater design element that's got a practical purpose, too, in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. 
That's right. If you're really going all out with a home theater, upholstered wall panels are a great fit for the space. You know, from a design standpoint, the wall panels are glamorous and just plain gorgeous to look at. But from a practical point of view, those fabric panels help to soundproof the space for optimal audio quality when you're watching a sporting event or a movie right at home. Now, you can do this in a traditional way, the same way you would do an upholstered headboard with batting or foam over plywood or luan, or you could go with a wall-mounted fabric panel specifically made for that purpose. There's actually companies that you can find online that make these for real movies and live theaters, and sometimes they are surprisingly affordable. I find that a lot of times it's the size, it's the fabric selection that tends to up the price game. Also, there's a couple of different products out there that's basically a channel system that you attach one part to the wall, put in your acoustical foam, and then snap a cover over it with the fabric. So you're creating those panels as well. It's really about how much DIY you want to do, what your budget is, and really the effect that you want to have for that space. So if you're looking at a tricked out home theater, don't forget those details like these walls. They look gorgeous. They absorb sound. You're going to end up with a great home movie watching experience. And then make sure you send the invite to Tom and I. We both pop amazing popcorn. We do. We do. We don't bring our own. <laughs> yeah. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, coming up next time on the program, we're going to talk about serious cooking stoves. You know, they can boost your cooking powers, not to mention your home's resale value. But Installing one of those commercial ranges, well, that requires some very special planning to make sure it goes right. We're going to tell you what you need to know on the very next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.